the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Good evening, and God bless you. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. I'm going forth today very quickly with an exciting lesson. Our time is limited that we get to spend together, but I'm excited about the changes that God is bringing in your spiritual life. I'm excited about how you're going to see manifestations in the natural realm of your authority as God blesses you and increases your spiritual knowledge. God's blessings are consistent and they are fixed. He has chosen you for his blessings, which are bound to you by his covenant promises. I understand being in the midst of battle. I understand when trials just keep coming and it seems like there's no end. And just when you think you found your way out and, and everything is balanced, something else happens. I understand those types of dilemmas and being in a fire that's seven times hotter. I talked to just a young girl earlier this morning who said about this time last year, her mother died and she was grieving. And that's why she and I was speaking. And right after that, her grandmother died. Her grandfather died. And so the patriarch and matriarchs of her family were gone in just a few months. I understand standing in that place, seeming that the pain just isn't going to end. Maybe there is something that you're dealing with. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's physical and healing is needed. Maybe it's relationships with your family at this time of year is very, very important. Well, God wants you to know that his plans for your life are good and not evil. He wants you to know that he didn't plan for you to be defeated at all. You were never born to be defeated. You were born to win. It wasn't planned that you would be defeated, not in one single battle. God wants you to win and have victory. You are an overcomer. He wants you to know how to pray, how to rise up and use the authority that he has given you. You're created to be a winner. And so many people right now are dealing with circumstances 
and truly it seems that there isn't any way out. But this lesson today is for the warriors of God. And if you're listening to this lesson, God is calling you to be an end time warrior so that you face the circumstances in your life with all confidence. I'm talking about trusting God. Remember that great question that we've been talking about. What must we do? that we might work the mighty works of God. Isn't that what the disciples asked Jesus? What must we do? Well, as we go forward with these lessons, that's what God is teaching his people today. Because you see, in the end times, God has released such tremendous power. Demonstrations of his power will be seen in every nation of the world as it has never been seen before. The healings, the deliverance, the things that are going to take place, the restoration of lives, of, of relationships, things that were lost that you thought would never be revived. I'm talking about bringing back the dead, right? I'm talking about relationships that have long been gone and, and a land where you feel like you're completely barren. Oh, but God is raising up a people in the end time and they are true warriors. And he's calling you today. John 14, 12, 14 says this. Verily, verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than this because I am going unto the father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, this formula in prayer is about using Jesus' name. He is saying that he's given us this incredible potential through prayer without boundaries, the power that he had access to on earth. Now we can pray, and this amazing gift of prayer operates through his names. Once we understand how this works, our faith rises up in circumstances and our prayer prevails and brings results. When Jesus made his ascension, God gave him the highest seat. And the Bible says that he has the name above every name. So all the works of heaven and earth must bow to that name. All angels, principalities, the stars, the moon, the sun, governments, all rulers, all bow to his name. The earth, the wind and sea, Satan, rulers of darkness, all of creation must bow to his glorious name. Jesus paid a high wage for his name. He paid a price and that was his suffering. Yet he has given unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy authority to pray and seek answers through tremendous prayer results that will come. Understand where your power comes from. It comes from the garden in Gethsemane, the tears of Jesus prayed. It comes from the crown of thorns that was placed on his head. It's in his pain and his suffering on the road to Calvary. It was in him being nailed to the cross that he paid such a tremendous price for his name. Are you getting a hold of what I'm saying today? Oh, but the disciples asked that question. What must we do 
that we might work the mighty works of God. God's answering that question for you in the end times today. You have a tremendous power. But so many times I see God's people praying and they want to pray in the power of their own might. But the Bible says to pray in the power of his might. Praise God. God wants to show this to you today. I want to tell you something very quickly that happened. My son called me and he has a friend named Mike. And Mike is is a mechanic that worked with my son. And I'll never forget. And this just happened just a few months ago back in the summer. My son called me and this is a brave guy. You know, he's he's ex-military, real brave kind of manly man, you know, no tears kind of guy. Well, he called me and he said, Mother... He said, Mike, fail. And I said, he what? He said, he failed. He said, we were in the shop, he said. And as we were in the shop, he was reaching to get a tool. And, you know, he said, Mother, remember, Mike's had a trach for years. And I saw him as he reached for the tool. It was like he was being tossed in the air and he began to fall. And as he began to fall, I dived towards him. But when I got to him, his head had already hit the concrete and you could just hear his skull crush onto the floor. He said, I picked him up in my arms and I put him in the car and I rushed to the hospital. He said, Mother, we're in the hospital right now. And they're saying that Mike has five brain bleeds. He said, Mother, I need you to pray. Can you get the prayer group to pray? And I could just hear this trembling in my son's voice and this desperate, you know, this desperate pleading of prayer. And I said, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to go into prayer right now. Well, I want to tell you what happened. The authority that God has given unto his people in prayer, there is nothing that matches the authority that has been given unto you. Watch what God does. So we're praying and I'm praying and I'm seeking God on Mike's behalf. Now, as I'm praying for Mike, it seemed like for a few days there he was going to get better. And I'm prevailing in prayer. Now I'm persevering. But Mike got worse. And they put him in hospice. He didn't have any family known to my son. He just worked with this guy. And so my son called me and told me they've put him in hospice, mother. And he said, I just feel so bad. He doesn't have anyone but us, the guys that, you know, he works with. And I said, I understand. I'm praying. I really, I am praying about this. I'm going to continue to pray. God's going to bless him. God can do this. You'll see. He'll do exceedingly and abundantly, son, about what we're hoping or asking for through Christ Jesus. I'm going to make a long story short. So I'm prevailing for Mike in prayer one day. And the Holy Spirit gave this to me. I said, why aren't you answering me? Why is it that I continue to pray for him? He continues to show no sign of recovery. Well, the Lord gave me this. I'm praying and just out of nowhere. The Holy Spirit gave me this. He said, you don't know how he's lived his life. I said, oh, oh, my goodness. And right away it registered. And without another thought, I said, Lord, I said, I need you to give Mike a second chance. I said, and Lord, if you've given him a second chance, I need a third chance. And Father, if you've already given him a third chance, then maybe he needs he needs a fourth chance. So I'm asking you, Lord, to give Mike a fourth chance. 
How many other times you've healed him or blessed him and he didn't turn to you? Whatever it is, Lord, between you and Mike, I'm asking you to add on to his life, Father. I'm asking you to give Mike another chance. See, I was asking and I was knocking and I was seeking and I was prevailing in prayer no matter what the circumstances looked like. But when the Lord let me know that there was something between him and Mike, then I knew how to pray. And I asked for another chance. Well, I want to tell you that Mike came out of hospice. My son went up on that floor one day and called me with joy in his voice. Mother, he called my name. He's opened his eyes. He said my name. He was so just elated. You know, God wants to witness to young people. He wants us to know that if you will prevail in prayer, in the power of his might, that's what he wants you to know today. Well, Mike got better and better. And then I got a phone call. He said, you know, Mike's only daughter. He said, you know, he has a daughter. I didn't know he had a daughter. Well, we were able to locate someone, mother, and it's his daughter. And it turns out that Mike's been estranged from this daughter for many, many, many years. And she's going to talk to him today on the phone. Plus God. You see, sometimes we don't know why the prayer isn't being answered. But the more you stay consistently in prayer, the stronger your communion with God becomes. And God will give you answers. See, the Holy Spirit will direct you on how to pray. Because maybe there's something going on in the spirit realm. That you don't know about. Maybe something has taken place that you have not had access to. But God wants you to continue on when you're praying. What happened in Genesis 11 and 24? The Bible tells us about a man named Terah. Do you remember that Terah was the father of Abraham? Genesis 11:24 tells us that Terah left his land. And it says he went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. And then the Bible tells us something that happened. It only gives us a short story about Abraham's father. The Bible says, and he died there. Now, why didn't he go on to Canaan? Why didn't he finish the journey? Why didn't he go on to his appointed place? It says that he died there. He was halfway to Canaan, just another 400 miles, and he would have arrived. Could it be that God originally called Terah to go to Canaan with the same promises that were later given to his son, Abraham? Well, God is calling you to move forward, to step into your appointed place of authority. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things thou knowest not of. God calls us forth into authority. He calls us forth, the Bible says, into his glorious light. God called Jeremiah. Remember in the Old Testament, one of the great prophets of the Bible. Jeremiah was a man that God called as a prophet. And when he called Jeremiah, Jeremiah had a very difficult people to deal with in Judah. God is releasing a mighty prayer anointing 
and establishing spiritual warriors that are going to stand in the gap and use their delegated authority. They will uproot, they will pull down strongholds, and they will destroy. They will throw down the host of wickedness that is set up to destroy lives. That's what God is doing with his end time warriors. Jeremiah was called to stand in the gap and to intercede on the behalf of the people. The first thing that he did was acknowledge and to confess their sins and plead their case about the glory and honor of God. He prayed, although our sins testify against us, do something, Lord, for the sake of your name. That's how I was praying for Mike. You know, when the Lord said, the Holy Spirit gave me, you don't know how he's lived his life. He was kind of saying to me, don't blame me because he's not getting healed because you don't know what's gone on in this man's life. But because I was willing to plead his case, because I wanted to be justified before God. Remember, the Lord says, let us plead together that thou mayest be justified. In other words, he's saying, you talk with me about this situation. Let's let's go back and forth about this and then justify to me why I should do this. You know, and when I was praying for Mike, I asked him as Abraham stood praying for Sodom and Gomorrah. Would not the God of all the earth do what is righteous? Would not the God of all the earth do what is fair and just? I'm calling unto you, Lord. To give this man another chance. Would you not do what is righteous? Is my son not looking on saying, mother, would you pray for this man? Is this young man not watching to see? Will God answer? Does God care? Will he help Mike? Will she be able to reach him on behalf of this man? See, God wants you to rise up and use your delegated authority. God wants you To pray past, pray past the point where you have been praying. God wants you to pray past the finishing line. Pray until you see results of the prayer. Pray until you have an explanation. If you're praying for someone, some words of healing, some words of deliverance. He wants you to rise up. And not to be like Tara. Get halfway to where you're going. Get halfway to the promise and stop right there. And the Bible says he died right there. See, he didn't make it any further. You have to step into your appointed place of power. What must we do that we might work the mighty works of God? Jeremiah interceded. The second thing Jeremiah did was to plead his case by citing past deliverances. He said, you who are the God of Israel, it's savior in times of distress. The third thing that Jeremiah did was to plead with God not to totally despise or forsake his people for his name's sake. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Isn't that kind of the way I was praying for Mike right there? You know, for your name's sake, Lord, heal him. For your name's sake, deliver him. The fourth thing that Jeremiah did was to plead their case because God's covenant with them. Jeremiah boldly told God, remember your covenant with us and do not break it. 
Jeremiah 14, 21. Jeremiah concluded his prayer by expressing their dependence on God. He asked God to send rain in Jeremiah 14, 22. Jeremiah's intercession brought God's restoration to the land. Although God still did punish them for all of their evil that they had done, he did not forsake Israel. Oh, my goodness, and he still has not forsaken them today, bless God. So I've just given you four things that Jeremiah, how he interceded for the people. God wants you to rise up today and be a warrior that will intercede and prevail in prayer, that will shake the nation and the nations of the world. He does want you to shake evil out of his dwelling place. Maybe it's on your job. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe it's in your community. Maybe jugs are running rampant. This is one man that was praying for Judah. This is one man that was praying for his people. And he shook the nation. But right now he's calling an army to rise up. One of Jeremiah, the key verses in Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not of. So he's saying, when you call me, expect an answer that you don't know anything about. When you call me, expect me to do something great that you can't even imagine. When you call me, do expect me to answer. And that is the key to prayer. The Bible tells us those who don't believe, they need not expect anything of God. But what did the man say to Jesus? He said, yes, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. You see, he was saying he's double-minded. I believe, but uh, I don't really believe he's double-minded. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. God doesn't want you to be double-minded. He wants you to persevere in prayer. He wants you to set up devotional prayer times. He wants you to pray morning, noon, and evening. Am I asking too much of you today? But we've got to answer that question in the day that we live. Because when people see mighty demonstrations of the power of God, they come to the throne of grace. I've been praying with a new woman that joined the prayer group for eight weeks. And do you know what she texted me and said this Saturday, Valerie? Will you be at the altar at your church this Sunday? Why did she do that? Because in eight weeks, she has seen mighty demonstrations of the power of God. And I want to tell you that this Sunday morning, she was at my church that I attend this Sunday. That's what God wants in this end time. He wants warriors that stand in the gap for people who shake evil out of its dwelling place. He wants warriors that create through prayer the mighty demonstrations of the power of God. Isn't that why the multitudes followed Jesus? Was it just because they wanted to hear some good preaching? They had had the prophets before them. Was it just because they wanted to gather together and have a gathering? It was the mighty demonstrations of the power of God that caused him to shake the nation of Israel. That fame went out across the entire nation about this man, Jesus, who was the son of a carpenter. (laughs) Oh, come on now. It doesn't matter where you've been 
or what you have or have not known. What matters is where you stand right now. Seeking the answer to the question that we are answering in this ministry today. What must we do that we might work the mighty works of God? Well, it takes prayer. It takes being consistent. It takes being on time to prayer. And the Holy Spirit will meet you there. It takes visiting the miraculous things that you find that happen in the word of God. The more you step into the miraculous, the more you expect the miraculous to happen. If mighty demonstrations of God's power is not happening through your prayers, I'm encouraging you today. Visit the miraculous miracles of God in the word. It will get down in your spirit and those things will begin to operate through you. I'm telling you something that maybe you haven't been told before. Vitally important that you have a regular prayer time, that you pray, that you seek God. A regular time that you commune with the spirit of God, that you commune in the presence of God. I'm Valerie Snead of Prayers Heard in Heaven teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.